The FBI! That's bananas. Edwin has a point. This is Quitters Never Give Up. Go ahead. And uh, from what I understand, Quitters never give up. Fucking amazing. But Quitters never never give up? Right, right, right. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. Quitters never, what the hell's it called? Quitters never give up. That's it. Quitters never give up. Oh, MT. That's amazing. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said, that's all they do. <laughs> Thank God for Christopher. Exactly. Hello, party people. Welcome to episode 75. This is 75, right? Of Quitters Never Give Up, brought to you by Dusty's Den Pet Store. Get all your pet chicken needs at Dusty's Den Pet Store. Like Dusty oh. Den says, don't choke your chicken, pamper your cock. <laughs> let's meet the quitters. Uh, let's say hello to Lindsay, who's uh, just kind of uh, giving wincing me... would be the wincing, right word yeah. for that. Wincing. <laughs> wincing. Grimace emoji. <laughs> and and Jennifer Sunshine. Hey, everybody. And then, of course, listener Edwin. Hey there. Uh, shall we get started with some uh, Ertle? Or yeah. Kevin and Bean Ertle? This is my favorite game. How about you all? Ertle. Here we go. First second. The only thing I can. Everybody leave a message to me of who it is. Let's see. All right. So Jen and Lindsay got it right. Edwin? Dang it. You guys are great. And now, a moment with Bean. The only thing I can think is uh, mistaken door. Mistaken door. They, they mistaken thought they doorbell to... identity? <laughs> no, I was thinking, I, I'm not sure how to say it, but they, they meant to go to somebody else's house, got the wrong uh, apartment or condo or house number, whatever you have. How about wrong address? Like that? <laughs> that would have been a more succinct way to say it. That was a moment with Bean. I mean, yeah, I guess I could have done that. I like Mistaken Door. <laughs> they're playing the troop. I hear they're very good. So everybody got it in one second. So I wasted my time chopping that up into more pieces. But yeah. Well, it's in the tribute song. So if you listen to that from time to time, you hear it quite often. But yeah. it's a great moment with Bean. It is. It's fantastic. Yeah. That was in You're that gonna... time when Bean was like really trying to talk fast. <laughs> he couldn't get the word sometimes. Maybe working with Kevin rubbed off on him or something. I don't know. Rubbed off on him. <laughs> All right. Shall we do messages? Yeah. Okay. We got a message on Instagram. So I'll read that one. Uh, this is from Alyssa. And she said, Lisa May as Callie was happening when I adopted my baby kitten. She's named Callie after Lisa May. I met Lisa not long and let not long ago and let her know. Now often, when I comment on something she posts, I sign it as Callie's cat, Callie Cat's mom. So she named her cat after Callie. Well said. Well read, too. Right? Well <laughs> read. a moment with, Ke- with Christopher. <laughs> Quit Ertle. Quit Ertle. So 
sorry. I think I'm, uh, I got on the wrong glasses. I didn't get my other glasses on. So, Well, Part that's very cute, things. though. That's very nice. Very, very cute. And then, uh, so now let's play the next message. Hi, Quitters. My name is Carly. I'm a huge Quitters fan, a huge Kevin and Bean fan. Um, maybe I can be your third person that calls and leave you a message. I just wanted to share with you a story from when I first started listening to Kevin and Bean. I was 11 years old. I went camping with my parents. We were in the showers. We were waiting for the water to heat up. It was taking so long. I told my mom at the age of 11, screw these showers. She looked at me with horror in her face and said, where did you learn that word? And I looked back at her and I said, Kevin and Bean. And I've loved them ever since. Um, have a great day. Bye-bye. Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. I love that story. Me too. She did call before, and I know that Lindsay is about to say that. She's the one oh, with the blinker. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the blinker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we going to do the roundup? We should do the roundup. Daddy's in business. What the fuck, right? Are we talking about this? Yeah, it's fucking... Shocking to me. Nailed it. You get it. I mean, you want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. You lost me after vagina. I have no idea what happened after vagina. This week, uh, Livin Newton John passed away and. Uh, Every podcast had something nice to say about her. Uh, let's go with Ralph on the tribute to her. Of course, we're talking about uh, the death of icon Olivia Newton-John. Olivia had been battling yes. cancer for 30 years now. Yes. Very bravely and very openly and dedicated basically the, the last few decades of her life being a spokesperson for positivity in the face of that horrible disease. Mm -hmm. And often said in interviews, she believed that her purpose in life was to show people how to face it and how to live with it and how to live with the eventual repercussions of having that disease. Mm -hmm. So we all knew that she was sick and she was battling that. Yes. But I could not help but be emotionally rocked when I heard yesterday about her passing. It was jarring. For some reason, it was jarring. Yeah. And that's the reason I want to talk about it also, because it didn't just affect me personally that way. When I went on social media to talk about it, the outpouring of other people yeah. who also felt that way. It seemed like we all had a special place in our heart for this lady. A lot of us grew up with her. She was part of our childhood. I agree. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah. She was an iconic part of, of our lives. But I think there was more to it than that. And I, I may be projecting because I've made no secret about my feelings about this. No, woman. you have not. But I do believe that she radiated a certain kind of specialness about her in terms of how warm and genuine and positive and loving she was. And I think people picked up on that. And I think it's a lot of the reason why, yeah, she was in popular movies and she had hit songs, but a lot of people do. Yeah. People really seem to respond to her in a very visceral, emotional way. And she was a lovely lady and, and everything you ever heard about her and everyone who ever worked with her just reinforced that yeah. by you never heard a bad word about right. about her and she just remained classy and beautiful and talented throughout the 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 remainder of her life it she held a special place for a lot of people apparently i was a little too young for her just a little bit 
I do remember her on Grease on the TV, but about after that, it was kind of just a, something that I did. It's something in my blind spot. Everything Ralph said was kind of like what I would say. I think Ralph and I are closer in age than you. Yeah, but she had a career even before Greece. Interesting stuff like country music and pop music. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, so yeah, Ralph was right. And you've never heard a bad thing said about her by anybody. I think that's okay. why she was so beloved. And so yeah. many comments on social media how she was so many boys' first crush. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But also how she was uh, suffering from cancer for 30 years and then yeah. kind of became the face of it for a lot of people. That's just a really wonderful thing. And all right, let's move on to another part of the Ralph Report. Uh, this guy, Edwin, I'm not sure if anybody knows who he is. Uh, he was on all of the podcasts this week, but here's his first appearance as the one-hit wonder for Ralph. Hi, Ralph. Edwin from La Mirada here. When you said you had the most successful one-hit wonder of all time, artist, like how can that be? If they're so successful, they would have more than one hit. So my mind went to guys that may have done something else and then did a, a song as a lark. So here's my recommendation for One Hit Wonder. Steve Martin's King Tut. I would say he's the most successful one hit wonder ever. No disrespect to Matthew Kipush. Well, love you, mean it, bye. Edwin has a point. Yeah. Now, obviously, Steve is not a musical artist, right. so I think they fall into different categories. His song, King Tut, was a phenomenon in the late 1970s. And the mania surrounding it was the fact that at the time, the King Tut exhibit was touring and selling out in museums all over the place. And he thought it was hilarious that these historical items were being commercialized in such a goofy way. Yes. So he thought he would write a song as a protest about it, but in reality, also cashing in (laughs) on the King Tut phenomenon. Lindsay, do you know what the King Tut song is? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, shall I play a little be- piece of it? Please. Okay, here we go. Now, when he was a young man, he never thought he'd see people stand in line to see the boy King. That was pretty funky. Um, but yeah, that was a sketch he did on Saturday Night Live. Both clips, the Living Newton John and the King Tut clip from Ralph, I had to edit a whole bunch out just to make it possible for this show to go on. Um, just to keep it under two hours this time. Just oh to keep it under God. two, three hours. Yeah, he did a sketch on Saturday Night Live out of nowhere where he sang that song, and it just blew up after that. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's just a novelty song, but Steve Martin was huge at the time, and he sang that song, and it it was everywhere. Well, and the King Tut thing was everywhere. I remember Mm -hmm. in grammar school, then we had, obviously, then we started studying Egypt and the history, and then we had up in Northern California, there's the Rosicrucian Museum that had all the Egyptian stuff that we got to go see, and it was just everywhere. Yeah, I remember even when I was a kid, it was uh, talked about a lot. And I was sort of past it when I, when I was in grade school, just a little bit. They all, he also talked about when they were protesting the song because they uh, recent college students found the song and were saying that Steve Martin was appropriating a culture without understanding that the song was satire on appropriation of culture. <laughs> but 
Edwin has two drops now. Edwin, good call. And of course. Edwin has a so point. We are just going to hear those all the time now. I'm changing my segment. It's not the week that was. It's called Edwin has a point. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have it on his phone. When his wife says something, he's just going to be. Edwin has a point. There you go. Okay, so on Janky Town, last week we discussed how Beer Mug was going to bring it from now on. It's just going to be full energy, doing all the heavy lifting. Let's see how that's going. I do not. Ah, I thought I'd start off this episode with a little energy, but uh, Mug says no. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Zero. Zero energy, Dave. Zero energy? That's what we want to hear, Mugs. That's, That's what we want to hear want. from you. Yeah. Zero energy. Zero. So that lasted about uh, one episode. All right. Uh, Beer Mug and Dave talk about Wahoo's Tacos. But I did get to eat at Wahoo's. That was good. <sighs> Dude. Because there's no more Wahoo's in L.A. Dude, and... I used to go to Wahoo's every Friday when there yeah. was one in Mid- Midwilshire. Yes. Yeah. Every Friday, that was the end of, end of my day. That was the end of my week, going to Wahoo's. I and I, I was even once the customer of the month. Really? Yeah. Dude. Do you get yeah. like on the, do you get put on the wall? I did. Yeah, it was oh, me and uh, Christine. Yeah. That's we were, awesome. We were customers of the month. What was your go-to dish? Ah, uh, Dude, it depends on if I, w- I wanted to be fat or if I wanted to be like healthy. But yeah. like he- healthy was uh, always the... Uh, the, the the wahoo salad oh man um but then i also love the the number two with the taco and enchilada oh, oh yeah and then you get you get extra enchilada sauce to put over the 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 rice mm. yeah damn uh, kevin Ryder, do you have anything to say about this so I'd like to suggest to both of you, no one cares about the minutia of your BS lives. No one cares. Freaking the people, stop it. The people who do are lying to you. <laughs> Dave, there's not a person on this planet that cares if you go to Wahoo's or if you eat dinner someplace else. There you go. Nice call back to last week. That's the only reason for that clip. But uh, it they works. Did talk about- it's yeah, worth it. it. They did talk about a lot of other delicious-sounding restaurants that I think are no longer open. Or are it's way like too the far. Doto Show, remember? That's what he talked about, buffets that were not open anymore. <laughs> That's a subgenre, I guess. Yeah. Remember that restaurant? <laughs> All right, let's go to Frank and Friends. He is the most interesting man in the world. He is Frank Murphy! Frank Murphy! On Frank and Friends, Catherine Freddy was back, and I didn't know this was a thing. But she got an in-person angry email. Uh, an older man who was angry. <laughs> it wasn't at me. me. I'm older man. I'm not, I sometimes get angry, but <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> who was quite displeased with me showed up at the office to tell me that they were going to send me a, a mean email, but chose not to. Instead, they came to my office to tell me that they were going to send something mean because they were still angry. Okay, this is so weird <laughs> on so many levels. I don't think that this person was prepared, though, then to have a conversation with me, which is like, if you're going to show up and say some things to me, then be prepared. <laughs> hey, that's super weird to, uh, to write an angry email, yeah. not send it, yeah. hop in the car and drive over to the <laughs> opera theater, opera place. That's weird. It's weird, right? Yeah. Well, it's not the first time. I mean... Angry men show up at my work for years. I mean, off and on, you know, Why? for one reason or another. Yeah, come on, you know. you're, you're exaggerating. I'm really not. 
Yeah, that is a waste of effort to go and tell someone you're going to send them an angry email. That's, yeah, that's like being strongly worded letter. But Bean didn't go down there and tell them he was going to write them a strongly worded letter. So Yeah, because that would involve getting out of the house. So we know it's not Bean. <laughs> All right, let's go to Kevin and Sluggo. Apparently, Tommy Lee posted a picture on Instagram that uh, caused quite a stir. I saw on Twitter it said, Tommy Lee's at it again. <laughs> I guess if you've got it, here's the thing. Yeah, if you've got the gear, yeah. he's got nothing to be ashamed of. But uh, <laughs> right. you know what would be actually impressive? Find a way to incorporate that, like you know, tape a drumstick to it, or just or just pound a conga with it or something, and incorporate it into the spinning drum into show. The set. Pull I the, like that. Pull the junk out and like give that because it's like a third drumstick anyway. That's true, dude. You know, hook it up in some way and just pow. Like, can you imagine? Like a cowbell. Because he's a killer player already. You just play the cowbell along with the drums. play the cowbell. Like, if you could, like, manage to make that thing make music, actual music, not just love making. Yeah, can you? I mean, dude. That would be pretty Now cool. tickets. Now I'm now I'm kind of on board. That's, that's bananas. I guess I cut out the part where it's a full frontal nude picture of Tommy Lee that he posted. And they were talking about his penis. Wait, is this real? Apparently, yeah. I, I don't follow Tommy Lee, so I didn't know. Can you post nudity on Instagram, though? I'm pretty sure you can't. I've never tried. <laughs> this is Stu. This isn't Sluggo. Stu was filling in for Sluggo. Going back to his idea of taping a drumstick to it, I'll tell you, that doesn't work. I mean, when you're playing a drumstick with your penis, you need the natural sound. That's what you found out at that swingers club you played at? It's like, life is like a snare drum. Whack yeah, that definitely found that out at the swingers club. <laughs> my god this is an all-time tangent here uh, when life throws you a curveball i just needed a, a reason to play these tommy <laughs> lee drops i was trying to think of one to say and the only one i could think of wasn't even him and it was stay cool and eat fruit <laughs> brother <laughs> what's up brother <laughs> you didn't do it in the voice Lindsay. come on what's up brother thank you i sound like a fucking muppet if you mess with the bull, go for the gold. All right, uh, going over to Hollywood Babylon. This is a really good episode. This is their 400th episode, Kevin's 52nd birthday. And for Kevin's 52nd birthday, he bought a movie theater. Not only did he buy a movie theater, he bought his childhood movie theater. He plans to make it a podcast theater. He plans to make it a film school. So he's got a lot of great ideas. He plans to show yoga hosers on a loop. Not all of them are great ideas, um, but he did share this one story of how much this theater meant to him and one of the first movies he saw in it. That's where I saw Scarface. Wow. For the fucking first time. Me and John Kovic, man, we're 13 years old. We're two fucking students at Our Lady of Perpetual Help, but we want to go see this movie, and so we pay to see something else. We sneak in to see that movie. So my mom drops us off. Ms. Kovic, who just recently sadly passed away, uh, she was picking up me and John. So we're sitting in that theater by ourselves because it was like a weeknight and shit. There we are watching Scarface and we felt like, holy shit, we had the place to ourselves like we owned the movie theater and watching this fucking massive adventure with tons of fucking expletives and shit. Two Catholic school kids were getting away with fucking murder, Ralph. <laughs> murder. And then, you know, we all know the movie and shit. At a certain point, his, uh, his, his uh, sister, Gina, 
shows up after, he brings her home after, spoilers, he kills <laughs> Manny, his best friend, who she secretly married and shit like that. Mary Elizabeth Mastrotonio, and she's wearing like the robe that's open, and she's got like panties on and shit. And she's walking on, she's all like fucking in a state of shock, just fucked up because she, he just watched, she watched her brother kill her fucking husband and shit. And so she's like talking to him all like uh, innocent and shit. And then all of a sudden she like pulls out a gun and starts trying to shoot him. She's like, you want to fuck me, Tony? Fuck me, Tony? And she's doing that shit. This is when John Kovic's mother walked into the theater. Oh, Jesus. She come early to pick us up. She went looking for us. We weren't in the other theater. She came you weren't watching theater. Herbie the Love Bug. No, shit. We were watching a dude's sister say, you want to fuck me, Tony? Right before he buried his face in a pile of cocaine and killed 40 fucking people and shit. Mrs. Kovic was horrified, to say the least. Stormed out of the fucking theater. I looked at John. I was like, should we go? He's like, no, wait. And we wanted to see the end of the movie. Then we went home. The ride home was very quiet. And I remember she was just like, John, I'm disappointed in you. Kevin, I expected this. Yeah. <laughs> so he that said, movie... you want to fuck me, Kevin? You want to fuck me, Kevin? <laughs> that was two minutes that I couldn't cut out because it was such a brilliant story. That was a seven-minute story, so. Did he do a, a spoiler alert for Scarface at the very beginning of that? <laughs> he did it right in the middle. And in order to not have that be a two minute, 30 second clip, I had to cut the spoiler alert out. But another interesting story. When I was a kid in 1983, my parents took me to see Scarface. So Olivia Newton-John's in the, my blind spot. Scarface, right front Scarface center. Scarface, <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, cup of tea in the chat. There was several references to the old show. There was the La Bamba incident that Ali brought up and the Winnie the Pooh incident. We've played the La Bamba incident all summer, and we did the Winnie the Pooh one last year sometime. But it's always fun to hear the Winnie the Pooh one again. So here it goes. So the trailer picks up Christopher Robin sitting on a park bench where he hears a very familiar voice. Take it away. Dude, that was Omar. <laughs> that was Omar. I didn't have anything to that. God damn it. I don't know if there's anything else. Can I finish playing? No. Okay. All right. No. It is not for you. Has Omar soiled it for you? <laughs> Omar gets a raise. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate it here. You guys. Christopher Robin. <laughs> Still with us, Sally? So mad. I'm, I'm not on, mad. I'm, I'm disappointed. You're not disappointed. Don't pull that out. <laughs> I usually love farting. I love farting. But the, oh, might as well mark that down, guys. But in this case, this uh, this is very emotional to me, and it's this this voice of my childhood, and then you made a fart sound. 
Oh, you can stop cheering in the other room, Omar. I can see you. He's jumping up and down. Dick, that's what's happening. Did you hear the fart just then? I just don't even. Are you done? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's the entire clip. I believe on the Kevin and Bean show it aired March 7th, 2018. I love it when Kevin says, Omar gets a raise. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Omar. Yeah, that was one of those clips where as soon as, you know, the show was over that day, I'm like, I'm going to the archive. I'm yeah. saving that, putting that on my iPod so I can listen to it anytime. That, that's a killer <laughs> for me. The last thing I want to touch on the cup of tea in a chat mm-hmm. is Bean coming for Edwin. So they played Edwin's personal minutia song, and well, this is how it goes. Let's get into a little personal minutia, shall we? Oh, I'm here when I wake up in the morning is cup of tea. Minutia, minutia. Never thought that a man could talk about pugs so much. Wow, Edwin really gave it his all, didn't he? <laughs> He's feeling it. Yeah. He really delivered. Let's see what he's got yeah. for verse two. All one here in the middle of the podcast is Allie's Birds. Minutia, minutia. I never thought that a garbage truck could ever be so loud. Well, no garbage trucks anymore. Those were the old days. I think... I think Edward could have taken another pass. That I don't think he had to send us no, the demo. F- Do you? No, I feel like maybe those high notes are out of most men's range. Right. And then they went on to list a bunch of guys that could sing really high, like Steve Perry, and of course the guy from Toto, guy from Chicago. So, just, wait, I'm not in that list. No, they piled on you, Edwin. I, I <laughs> hey, I deserved it. It's good-natured ribbing, that's all. For those of you interested in the behind the scenes, I begged Christopher to have his wife do that second verse, but Christopher knew what he was doing. (laughs) I would like to point out, I I think we need to get Christopher's wife on our jingles. Is she just too nervous or are you, are you just hiding her? How do I get her to sing like fart songs and, you know. (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be a fart song that, that, that's step one. Or does she hate us? Does she hate me? Does she hate us? She hates the show, maybe. She met us. <gasps> you seem nice. Maybe we made a bad impression. I don't know. Oh No, she does not hate you guys. It's just, it's a different kind of humor for her. It's a lot sillier than she's used to. And I've never had her do, like, I'll sing songs and I'll change the lyrics and make her laugh. But I've never heard her sing songs in a funny way. I don't know how she'd be up for it, but she did record this song. It's a long intro. I left the whole lead in it just because I thought it was hilarious. This is a debate. So that's her version. And then here's Edwin and Diana singing it. Oh, no. Again, with the lead in. Maybe I can skip forward. Here we go. All I want to hear when I wake up in the morning is cup of tea. 
Minutia, minutia. I never thought that a man could talk about pugs so much. Minutia. So there's those two versions. Oh my god. This needs to be on the air immediately. What do you mean? I, don't I love it. It's so good. Well, yeah, she's a fantastic singer. I mean, she could sing anything. Okay, I do have one in the works with an even longer intro, so maybe we can get uh, Diana to help us out on that one. I, I still think we should do it. We should do the full version. And maybe incorporate a video. Just a chain link fence oh. with Edwin. Oh, I love that. What do they call that? There's a name for that where you do, you act along to the the video. Was it a lip dub? Is that what it is? TikTok. Isn't it a lip dub? Uh, something like that. I think. I, I think. I've I always know. wanted to do that, but it would be so much work. I think you should do it, Edwin. I think the challenge. Okay, has I'll been put it on the down. list of the, the many challenge. things, many ideas I've had that I haven't done yet. <laughs> Edwin's great idea. <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, that's the podcast roundup. Let's do um, the oh, week that was. God. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin, can we start well, yeah. again? Your, but, uh, she came in your audio said, sounds really low. Yeah. Oh, something happened with that one. Uh, we might have to put those in. This band is terrible. That's as high as I can turn it up. I had a problem with my computer. Okay, you've got to stop your audio from going now. Met Nicole, I'd probably be dead. Okay, maybe I can. If you give me a second, I can. Yeah. Juice them up. Should we do the week that was? Yeah. Why don't you do that? I can juice those up, and then we'll come back. Should we do the week that was? Should we do the flashback that needs no intro? Sorry. This is so funny. <clears throat> we don't listen to our own show. Is this a drunk show? Uh, did I not <laughs> get the memo? We need this to be is, reminded of everything. It's okay. This is our well-oiled machine show. Awesome. <laughs> do you do that? I'm going to try to juice up these clips here real quick. Full disclosure, last night, Leanna was uh, doing a gig. It was supposed to be How over. How do you know if you're an 89ers? Wait, who's still sharing? <laughs> It was supposed to end at eleven, and it went till two in the morning. So I am a little, I'm a little tired. I'm a little spent. All right, Jen, take it away. Okay. No worries. When we get that time machine to go back and kill the people who came up with the Pesciala mode, mm-hmm. let's put Billy Corgan in it and take him back to 1998 so he can write some good songs. Oh, come on with the Billy. Good <laughs> well, call. I'm just saying. Come on. The last ten years, where's he been? What's he been doing? Who cares? Right? Who's with me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, 549 on the Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday. Ralph joins us for our first look at the showbiz beat. What the heck's going on, Ralph? Here's your celebrity Twitter update. Yes. I think we do this every day. I'm just going to tell you what the celebrities are tweeting about. Okay. Excellent. Fred Durst twittered, 
Whoa, whoa. That, I thought you said celebrities. Fred Durst has Twittered that he's engaged. Uh-oh. He is set to marry his lady love, Esther Nazarov. Even though her name is Esther, I'm guessing she's probably hot. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because there's some girl who out there who is uh, willing to yeah. marry tool Fred Durst. No, no, he also tweeted. Not tool. He also tweeted, he's the happiest man alive. <laughs> Despite being Fred Durst? Thanks, Fred. Thanks for that tweet. <laughs> I'm happier than you are. Nicole Richie twittered yesterday because she's having some crazy <laughs> cravings with her second pregnancy. She tweeted she's craving goat cheese, pizza, watermelon, and wasabi, but doesn't think there's anything with that combo. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Those will are your the, celebrity tweets. Will the entertainment shows soon tire of covering tweets? Murder, or is this murder, murder, murder. Is this going to be something that they're going to do forever? I would guess till the next thing comes along. But I'm with Ralph. Somebody out there needs to create the murder button. I want to thank uh, listener happen. John McKenzie who sent me a... Uh, a photoshopped picture of a button with the word murder imprinted upon it. I like it. Which is now my screensaver on my computer. Makes me feel better every time I look at it. I do. I have to get, go to, uh, what was it Office Depot that has those easy buttons? You sure. Know, those but, things right. you just uh, you slap and the light goes on or a bell rings or something? Sure. I just have to put murder on it. That's I all. smell Kevin and Bean murder button shirts. Those are those would be sellers, right? I think we need. I think we need murder buttons. I do too. I think we absolutely need to get. A, we got some creative people out there who can invent stuff and build we need stuff. To need to get those. Uh, what are those stick-on lights for your closet with the runs on a battery? Oh yeah, right. Yes. You just tap it, a tap light or whatever they're called. Right. And we just get. We just have the word murder embossed on it. But then, how, who, what's it connected to, and how does it work? Just it just gives you the satisfaction. It okay. Just, you just just close your eyes and hit the murder button, and you can pretend. All right. Yeah, I don't think we can invent actually a button that murders anyone, say, Kevin. Let's start there. I, I don't think we would even want to do that if we could. <laughs> Kevin's saying, why settle for less? Right. Why not go for it right out of the gate? I'm and just then saying, find out it can't with be great done. power comes great responsibility. That is true. That we can't handle. That's true. And so this is where it begins. And if you guys remember last week when I brought in the uh, clip with uh, Bean, uh, or Kevin giving Bean and Dave shit for their Twitter Actually, that's a, actually when Ralph mentioned it first. Oh, so this is before the tweet, tweet, bitch, tweet, tweet. This is after. You have the murder button. Is this button the stuff? invention that uh, we've been waiting for our whole lives, Kevin? Is it fi- is the future finally arriving? Well, uh, Ralph's been making a joke about people's Twitter, and he wants somebody to invent a murder button so that if they annoy you enough, you push the murder button and it goes back down whatever technology it is and kills them. Apparently, a Saudi inventor has applied to get a patent for a killer chip, a real-life murder button. Are you serious? This yes. isn't just This isn't just Ralph and his uh, deep, dark fantasy world. This is an invention that actually exists? The basic model would consist of a tiny GPS transceiver placed under the skin so that they could uh, track you if you're a criminal or something. Wow. Uh-huh. Model B would include an extra function, which is a dose of cyanide so that you could remotely kill somebody if you yeah. determined that they were too much trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. When do we get our murder button? It well, seems like very as, soon. Apparently as soon as Billy May starts selling these on late night TV. Are you kidding me? How great is this? This sounds like something out of a spy movie. So we had uh, producer Alex track down the inventor. We have Abdul Nibakanizer. Hi, sir. 
It's Nebuchadnezzar, baby. How you doing, my babies? <laughs> yeah. Very good. I'm doing Nebuchadnezzar. How are you, my babies? <laughs> Very good. Thank Very you. nice to talk to you, my babies. All my babies. Uh, Abdul, first of all, we're not your babies, but second of all, thank you for coming on the show. You are the creator, the inventor of the murder button? That's right. I created the Model B. That's what I call it. Model B is the murder button. I put it on your skin, my babies, and I press the button, and you're murdered, my babies. So there's hmm. some kind of, it's cyanide, and it's in a pill, and it's always there. What if it, uh, you know, what if it breaks, or... Uh, it can't break. It's, uh, it's uh, encapsulated in uh, polyurethane, my babies. Okay. It's very durable unless I hit the button like this. Murder. And then you're what? dead. <laughs> what just what happened? Just happened? Wow. That was a murder button, my babies. Did, but did, you didn't just hit it so that it killed somebody, yeah, did you? Yeah, I just killed somebody. No, how great is that, my babies? Who well, did you kill? I killed Rob Lagojevich. All right. Oh. That's, uh, that's all right. Really argue. I, I put a capsule in his hair. That's a good choice. Okay. Never find it. Yeah, that's right. It, never, it was perfect. The perfect crime. <laughs> but, Mr. Nebuchadnezzar, uh, if I could play devil's advocate here, isn't the problem with the murder button that you're not arresting and trying people and then sentencing them to death? You're just basically deciding on the spot who dies and who lives? Isn't Listen, that dangerous? My Listen, my babies. We live in an instant gratification society, now, my babies. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for, oh, juries, oh, trial evidence, oh, witnesses, oh. Oh, oh, guilty, not guilty. Dead, baby. That's all you need, my baby. <laughs> but right, but who's like, in Rob, charge? Like, if I can I buy one and be in charge of one? Absolutely, my babies. I want everyone to have this. Imagine how nice everyone would be if everyone knew they had a murder button in their car. That's true. Oh, you want to get in front of me? Here, go. By all means. No, oh, no. Here, I'll slow down and let you into my lane because I don't want you to murder me, my babies. Okay, but that just sounds like a free-for-all. I mean, that sounds like the Wild West where everybody's out in the center square with a gun just opening fire on whoever they don't like. Exactly, my babies. How great does that sound like? <laughs> that sounds terrible. You know. Murder. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, who my babies. Who was that? Did you just kill someone? Billy Baldwin. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, the, the least talented of all the Baldwin that's brothers, okay. in my opinion. <laughs> okay, one maybe... Baldwin too many. This world was carrying one Baldwin too many. <laughs> okay, maybe he hasn't made great movies, yes, but exactly, does he deserve? Right, but does he deserve oh, crap, to die? I met Daniel, oh crap! Oh, you killed the wrong one. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Murder. All right, now we're back in business. <laughs> Can you bring the other Wait Baldwin? Wait a minute, I met Stephen. What? Stephen, that's the one. Which one's the religious nut job or the celebrity apprentice? That's Stephen. I think that's Stephen. Oh, all right. But... No. All right. Can you bring the other two back? Uh, I haven't worked out that technology yet, no, my baby. But listen, now Alec, you know, you know, he has less of money to spend on Christmas gifts. That's well, good for him. That's true. I okay. guess that's a positive. You I, don't just, look at it that way. I, I want to go on record as saying that I am against this. I think it is too much power in the hands of the few. It's too dangerous. I don't think it should be allowed to be used. <laughs> yeah, kiss me, baby. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, that's awesome. And is I don't. Whatever character that Ralph is doing to this day, I walk around at the store. All my babies, I called the dogs my babies just that that same way. I don't know what character he's doing. But Nicole's just, doing bits at her store. I love it. That. Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I entertain myself? Did well, you just call the... her Nicole? Oh, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. I was what? editing a clip about Nicole. <laughs> Jen's doing bits to amuse herself. All right, Nicole, do you have more clips? <laughs> I do. Here you go. <laughs> How do you sleep at night? Let's get uh, our friend back on with the murder button that we talked to. Let's see if we can get some of that going in Hollywood. Great idea. That's what we should do. We should implant the murder chip into mm-hmm. TV executives all over Hollywood. And then when we get a story like this, we just look up the name. Boom. Murder.
done. I think they would. T- I think they would take the responsibility to put good programs on the air a little more seriously I if they knew their life I was in the balance. It, I think the conversations in those borders would be a little different. Uh, how about Twitter, the TV show? Are you murder? Are you crazy? They've got the murder button. You can't put that on the air. Twitter, the TV. The hills. Show. Murder. That's what we should do. We should chip all the casts of the the cast of the hills. And as we're watching, make it live. You can just see Spencer just keel over. Go down. Murder. In the dust, man. It's weird that the murder button says murder. Well, you got to know what you're hitting. Pink Miss. Mist. Oops. Pink, <laughs> Pink dust. Damn it. Said. Pink dust. <laughs> it's so much easier when you stop listening to Lisa like I did about two years ago. <laughs> Stuff just flies by me. Murder. Okay. Oh, I'm going to miss her. <laughs> How long would anyone last on this show if there were a murder button? Murder. Oh. Now Lisa's gone, now I'm gone. I know it would be the Kevin show some five, six years ago. That's all I know. <laughs> Today's celebrity birthdays. Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac is 61. Oh, oh, wow, so much for Stevie. He's got a good voice. Philip Michael Thomas from Miami Vice is 60 years old. Yeah. I know Kevin's a Miami Vice fan, so I know he's great. Oh, he doesn't even get to live. He's not Don Johnson. Happy. What else you got? You know what I like around here is we don't, uh, we don't abuse the new sound effects. We <laughs> yeah. don't tend to just... <laughs> Murder. Oh, Sorry, Burn him to a toasty crisp You're as dead. soon as we get him. You got murdered. I'm speaking from the afterworld. Oh, right. I'm haunting you, <laughs> okay. which is what would happen. I'm the ghost of jokes gone bad. Murder. Ralph in the afterlife. Now what? Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> you can't kill him if he's <laughs> already dead. Special Kevin. locker with Anna and the broke back sound effect. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yes. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's 47 years old today. He can live. Oh, you're a sport. Mm-hmm. Lenny Kravitz, 45 years old today. Don't care. All right. And uh, South Park co-creator Matt Stone celebrates his 38th birthday. My we hero. love him. Yeah, I know you love him, so he's safe. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the show biz beat. And that's how we got the murder button. It's weird to think about, though, if it came about in 2009. Yeah. I mean. It seems older. Wow, yeah. that long? No, surely that was older than that. He was. No, it was talking about on the oh. clip, that one clip with Twitter when it was. Bean and Dave, and and then they just start talking about it. Somebody calls in, says, "Hey, when do we get our murder button?" Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I remember Omar was the one that made the sound effect. I remember them saying that, so I knew it was in the two thousands, but I thought it was. I would have bet it was two thousand five, but two thousand nine. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, and then it's funny how uh, Kevin just keeps hitting murder button. I'm like, I need a murder button at my store. <laughs> We should make Twitter's Never Give Up Murder Button t-shirt. Oh, yeah. That would be in. All right, Edwin. Uh, or are we any more clips? No, that's all. All right, let's do the week that was. Mm, take two. This time for real. This time for real. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> One, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. I went back in day. Thank God for Nicole, by the way. Okay, let's pretend things are going well, and we'll start with the first clip here. This is going great. It is. Okay, we're doing the week that was August 8 to 12, 2011. Kevin went to Lollapalooza. Let's see how he fared. You know, then I start walking and I find a bar or whatever. I sit down. I do. I'm doing my thing. Thank God for Nicole, by the way. I don't know how she found me in that bar, in that dumpy bar that I was in on Friday night. But uh, she came in and she said, what are you doing? 
And I said, I'm watching this band. And she said, this band is terrible. And I said, I know. Isn't it great? And so she saved my life, thank God. So you her. might still huh? be there what? if you had run into someone you knew. If, if I hadn't met Nicole, I'd probably be dead. I was just thinking, poor Nicole, she had to wrangle Kevin. And then she was going out with the bear muck at the time. That poor lady. Sorry, Nicole. We love you here on the show. We want you on the show someday. We know you've been through a lot. Let's see what Kevin did. Now, remember, he said he was looking for his hotel and ended up in a bar. Wow, big surprise. So let's see if he ever got back to his hotel. I don't know, half hour later, maybe. Um, I ended up finding the hotel and walked in and just collapsed on the bed. And the punchline to this story is our hotel was how far from the venue, Dave? Two blocks. Two blocks from the venue. Yeah, that's where our hotel was. Two blocks. Yeah. And I walked for an hour and a half. (laughs) Explain to me how that happens. How I didn't in an hour and a half, even on accident, walk by my hotel. Good old Kev Dog. Hall of Fame. He also was sending some, like, drunk tweets to everybody. This was pre-Radon Durf. Was this the uh, string of random letters text incident, too? Was that the same year? No, this was before that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he was texting stuff. They had kind of some of the right letters, but some were capitalized and some weren't. I should have brought some of that in. But anyway, Kevin and Lollapalooza, that's a winning combination. There was a story in 2011, Daniel Craig, James Bond. He was engaged to a girl, went off to do a movie, and then ghosted her. And he ended up marrying uh, Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss? Weiss? So they got on the topic of, were you ever ghosted or had you been ghosted? Now, this was a surprise. Two people on the show had this happen to them. Now, Lisa, didn't this sort of happen to you once? It did. I remember this. I've told this story before. I was dating that guy that was way older than me, Mm -hmm. like 30 years older. Well, he actually got married while we were dating. (laughs) And I I wouldn't even have known. Like, I found out because I was driving to his house and I passed him. Okay. And so we both pulled over and I said, where are you going? I'm going to your house. And he said, yeah, I got to go get married. Um, it's wow. just, a, it's just See, a business real estate thing. But he ended up moving in with her and stuff. But I wouldn't even have known if I hadn't, like, run into if him. If I'm that guy, I'm not pulling over, by the way. I'm <laughs> step, I am stepping on You're it. The gas. I am going as fast as I can to get away from you. So the lovely Lisa May, if you can believe it, had that same experience. Now, this one might be more believable. This happened to Bean, too. The girl that I was dating, and we were six or eight months into a relationship that was pretty steady. And all of a sudden, it was just like in the Daniel Craig story, except I was, you know, the, the jilted wo- woman. I wasn't getting any phone calls returned. Uh, and so I went to where she works, and I said, hey, what's uh, what's going on? Her name was Rebecca. I said, what's going on with Rebecca? I haven't seen her around for, you know, a few days here. And I, I can't get in touch with her. Is she okay? Is she sick? What's happening? Oh, she moved to Brazil. <laughs> moved to Brazil? Now, that's a long way to go to get away from you. And I did later get independent confirmation that it wasn't just a line to get me away. She really did move to Brazil. Interesting story. I think Bean left a candy bar on her doorstep. She said, that's enough of that. I'm moving to Brazil. (laughs) So really weird. Two people on the show had that happen to them. One of the reasons I brought it up, I've been married forever. So when I was dating, there was no internet to ghost you on. So just curious, anyone here been ghosted or ghosted someone? Uh, <laughs> I probably have. It's been a. I mean, I've been with uh, the sport guy for ten years, but before that, yeah. If you would meet somebody, you just 
I don't know, not call them back, not respond. No, but someone you had been dating. These were people that no. were dating and even engaged. No. No? Okay. They did do a call-in, and I like this one. Linda called in with her experience. Hi. Um, I just wanted to tell you about the guy I found out. He, I read it in the newspaper. You read it in the newspaper. Wedding announcement. Love it. <laughs> no, not wedding announcement. Even better. He was officer of the month in the local newspaper. Okay. And they described that, you know, why he was selected as officer, police officer of the month. And the last sentence said, and he was recently married. Now, how long had you been dating him? About six months. Six months. And you wow. had no clue that he was, A, seeing somebody else, but B, married to someone else. Correct. All he told so, me, though... He was going away for a week, which was his honeymoon. <laughs> Sweet. When he came back, um, he gave me a call, and I'm like, yeah, come on over. And then I just congratulated him and said, let me see your hand. Oh, so you already knew when you told him to come on over? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. that's a, wow. and So what? how surprised was he that you had found out? Well, he's a dumbass. Hey, stop that. He's a dumbass if he put if there's an article in the paper. Did he not know that? Well, he didn't put the article. Well, I know, but didn't he know? Didn't a friend tell him, hey, by the way, you're in the paper or anything? I don't think he knew Sweet. that. Sweet. Linda, was his intention to just keep seeing you? I think so. Because, I mean, he, he was telling me, oh, I'll end it. And I'm like, you just got married. <laughs> <laughs> Why does a guy like that get married? Why did he marry this other woman? Oh, no. I really don't know. Because wow. you couldn't talk on the phone without pressing the numbers? Because <laughs> you kept pressing the buttons on the phone. <laughs> it just drove him crazy. He had to get out of there. So I love that int- that story. And as a matter of fact, I did a little bit of research, and I was able to track down Linda. So we got her on the line. Wait, Linda, stop doing that. Tell us your story. What happened? Dang it. Okay, well, last chance. <laughs> fingers you have used to dial are too fat. To obtain a special dialing wand, please mash the keypad with your palm now. Okay, I guess it's not going to work out. We technical difficulties. Huh? <laughs> I only did that story to do that joke, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get... I love when they would... You know it was a good commercial if it was on, um, on Kevin Stockdale's site, because usually they cut all the commercials out. So... Lisa did a nice one for summer. How do you know if you're an 89er? Simple. Come into any participating Circle K and get any size thirst buster in the new No Sweat Cup for just 89 cents. If you enjoy it, then you're an 89er. Welcome to the team. Oh, I want to be an 89er so much. (laughs) Thanks for coming. (laughs) I'm Lisa May with K-Rock Traffic. I don't know if they still do the 89er club, but I'm going to look for a cup, an 89er cup on eBay. (laughs) <laughs> the Wednesday open, this was good because it had something for me and something for Lindsay. Hello, children. Hello. Here is this morning's story. Are you ready? Then we'll begin. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Because ah! <laughs> I know... Somewhere deep down in my heart, I still love you. (laughs) 
Lindsay loves that clip. And they played the full version that time without auto-tuning, without editing it. And the thing for me was the first clip was something I sent to Bean from Monty Python. This was funny. There used to be a site called Five Second Movies, and they had the guys on. So they did one. Planking was the rage back then. And I love their take on planking. Planking. It's really big on the internet. What you do? Make your body stiff as a board seat. <laughs> no! So what they did, they got a guy to plank, and then they kicked him right in the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they had a big site full of five-second movies, and Kevin and Beam were big fans. And that's but, where that no clip is from. Exactly. For years, I wondered, what is that? Hold on, we're going to play it again. No! Yeah, I never knew where that was from, and that's where that came from. Five-second <laughs> movies. Uh, celebrity birthday was Hulk Hogan. Listen to me, Bean brought it that day. Actor, wrestler, Hulk Hogan. He's 58 years old. Hulkster, uh, what are your plans to celebrate your birthday today? I don't know. <laughs> I about that. I'm sorry. You know, try. Do I just something. I, I, eat, eat some fruit, brother. That's what I'm going to do. Eat some fruit. An hour from now, yeah. it's going to happen. You got an hour. You got an hour. Okay. All right, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll make a note. I'll make a note of it. Sorry. Make a note. Yeah, Bean was not into it. Next hour, he didn't do anything. And Ralph just skipped over it. <laughs> That's the one voice he does. Come on, Bean. There was a story in the news that they were going to do a big screen movie of Hong Kong Fooey. Now, you guys know my love for old 70s cartoons. This was on for four months in 1974. So Ralph was furious. Why are they wasting their time doing a Hong Kong Fooey movie? Okay, that's from an album of cover songs of Saturday morning cartoons. Anybody want to guess who that was? Famous K-Rock band. Is that Sublime? Right. Can you believe that? <laughs> and guess what? This is so being, he had the album. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny, Ralph. I, I have that uh, album, of course, that uh, Saturday morning cartoon tribute album from a few years ago. And I love that album. There's some really good stuff on it. But I had never heard of Hong Kong Fooey at that time. When I, you know, put the record on, I was like, what the hell are these guys singing about? What's Hong Kong Fooey? That was one that I missed. But it was, uh, if I remember, it had the, it had an awesome version of the Speed Racer theme on it and a bunch of other good stuff on it. He has all those themes. He's got every CD ever made. He does. If Josie and the Pussycats. That was another good one on there. If it was ever pressed into a CD, <laughs> yes. he's got it. And here's the thing. All the cartoons you've named, I loved. I loved Josie and the Pussycats. One of my favorite cartoons. Right. Wait, what? Yeah, me too, Ralph. Edwin has a point. <laughs> Thank you. Now, this was fascinating, and I did not fake this. This is not edited. All he did was play the Hong Kong Fooey theme when he did that story, and people went nuts. They started emailing, calling, going to the website, talking about their favorite cartoons. So it ended up Ralph had to do his top five cartoons of, of all time, Saturday morning cartoons. All right, Ralph, let's hear from you. You've uh, I got, my five. Five. I got you, my top five you, here. You've dedicated many, many years to Saturday morning cartoons. What are yeah. the best in your opinion? In my opinion, going uh, fifth to first, 
So uh, the fifth best Saturday morning cartoon of all time, in my opinion, was Josie and the Pussycats. Josie yep. and the Pussycats. Josie was a, uh, a chick who had her own rock trio, and they would travel around the world and also fight crime. Josie and the Pussycats. Long tails and here's the man. So me and Ralph, simpatico. I kind of feel validated now for my love for that show. Mm. That was the fifth bet. Me and Ralph sitting in a tree watching Joseph and the Pussycats. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was his fifth best. Hey, it made the top one? five. Uh, yeah, let me see. I wrote down his list. It was Josie and the Pussycats, Bullwinkle number four, Super Friends three, Johnny Quest two, Scooby Doo one. So, yeah, it was interesting yeah. how people just went nuts. And they even did a poll on K Rock, and the K Rock poll was Animaniacs, which I also love. So, I, I got a big kick in it. Thank you, Ralph. You and I, Simpatico on that stuff. And that's great. the week that was. Hong Kong Fui had Scatman Crothers on it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Awesome love that guy. Yeah, uh, like... Eddie Murphy was supposed to do the voice on the reboot, and I looked it up; it never happened. So, no, Ralph, I, maybe not. you sent your bad vibes and killed that. But although, happened. although recently, I took the kids to the movies. There was very slim pickings with kids' movies, so we went to see *Pause of Fury*, *The Legend uh-huh. of Hank*, and I <laughs> thought it was going to be something similar to *Hong Kong Fui*. It's basically a dog that that become, wants to become a samurai. But it turned out to be a remake of Blazing Saddles. What? Wait, what? <laughs> and now I'm going to see it. Oh, yeah, right? Now I'm interested. We <laughs> walked in the wrong theater. It was a kid's version of Blazing Saddles because this dog is in a cat Japan with all these cats, and he comes to be their new samurai, and everybody that's cats hates dogs, and it's basically it's Mel Brooks. They do oh a lot gosh. of the same jokes, no profanity. And I, I walked out and told Diana, you know, you, you hear a lot of people say, you know, they'll never make another Blazing Saddles. And I was like, well, here it is. That was Blazing Saddles. This uh, is weird. Okay, I'm going to see that cartoon for sure. Yeah. It's not a very good cartoon, but um, <laughs> Saddles. What is that cartoon movie that Seth Rogen did? That is like wildly R-rated, but Sausage a lot of people. Party. Yeah, Sausage. a lot of people oh, accidentally brought that, that kids to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was too much. I gave that a chance. I couldn't get through it. Really? <laughs> that was difficult. The idea is great. I'm like, okay, I could go for an R-rated, you know, cartoon if it's funny. Yeah, I couldn't take that. <laughs> I finished it, but I was still like, I don't know. It just seems like it, they were just trying to be gross, just to be gross. Yeah, that's how I felt. It's not going to stand the test of time like Josie and the Pussycats is what I'm saying. Oh, or gosh. or the Pooh movie. <laughs> or Christopher Lawrence. You guys are the worst. We're the best, you mean. Uh, yeah, okay, so I already threw it back to you, right? We're done. Back All right, to yeah. you, Steve. We're, we're done. Hong Kong Super guy. You say goodbye and I say hello. Quitters, quitters. Now have Diana go back over that. Thanks for joining us on Quitters Never Give Up. We bring you everything in the KBCU. So I'm saying goodbye for Christopher, Jen, and LP. Bye, everybody. Bye, <laughs> Bye guys. It was fun. Bye. Yeah. All right, I need a little audience participation. 
feeling in your stomach right now? Goosebumps running up and down your spine? Well, goosebump your ass on out of here. <laughs> 